You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Nonprofit Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this talk show airs live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we would say thank you for making this program a part of your day and would also encourage you to consider listening to the program live, heard exclusively here on octalkradio.net. This show is brought to you by Succession Strategies and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you are listening to our program live today and you would like to participate in the show, then it's very simple. Find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log on with your Twitter ID. This will allow you to communicate directly with one of our producers. Today it's Paul Roberts, and he will be able to give you ideas, take your thoughts and questions, bring them to my attention, and possibly I can work them into our first interview today with Vivian Klicek. Vivian is the Chief Executive Director of Human Options, Alternatives for Abused Women and Their Children, and she founded Human Options together with three other women in 1981. Vivian has transformed a small outreach program which began in a small basement room into an established safe haven and comprehensive multi-service agency for abused women and their children in Orange County. I've invited Vivian to be on our nonprofit show to address some common questions that many in our audience have regarding selecting nonprofit organizations. What are the options out there? How do I know if the nonprofit is a well-run organization, and a range of questions that she and I will discuss here today on the radio program. So let us turn our attention to our guest and say, Vivian, welcome back to Critical Mass and the first time on the nonprofit show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Let's, let's start with you a little bit before we get into the questions that we've prepared for today's show. And if you could share a bit with our audience about your background and also, since this is our nonprofit show, your passion for nonprofit organizations? Well, since I was a little girl, 12 years old, I was involved in volunteer work. My dad was ill my whole life, and it was volunteers who made a huge difference for my mom and social workers and social service agencies. They helped with physical therapy, counseling, occupational therapy. So I always wanted to be somebody who made a difference for others, and that's what led me into nonprofit. I mentioned a bit in the beginning that you are currently the Chief Executive Director of Human Options. And before we get into some general questions and specific questions about other organizations, et cetera, nonprofits, tell our audience a little bit more about your organization, please. Human Options is alternative for abused women and their families. Like most nonprofits, we started grassroots. The trunk of my car was the first office. We grew by listening to our clients which is typical, but also the unusual thing we did, and I can talk more about that, we did formal research. So we knew what people needed to get better. We started with the hotline. I worked for one year, and one year later we opened the shelter. We started out like most organizations, grassroots, literally the trunk of my car was the office. 
that we learned from our clients over the years what was needed, and we also learned by doing formal research, which most programs don't do. So now we have a full continuum of services from the hotline and the emergency shelter, transitional housing, five counseling centers, special program for seniors, long-term follow-up, and a prevention program working especially with teens and college students to teach them how to have healthy relationships. You mentioned research, and I'm wondering if you could expand a little bit about how did you, how could you afford to do the research, who did you partner with, why did you think that was valuable and important? We think that the most important thing we need to show our volunteers, our donors, our stakeholders is that our work is effective. So in 1988, we actually started a research project. We got a grant. We worked at that time with Cal State Long Beach professors, and we worked with USC faculty and UCI faculty. We've done four research projects. The faculty and their graduate students track our clients one year or more after graduation, and we know that our clients are 92% violence-free. I'm sorry, the GPS just went up. Violence-free right after violence one year or more after they leave our program. We also learned from the research some of the programs that we needed to do to make things better. Excellent. We're going to take our first break here on Critical Mass, the radio show, the nonprofit version of our radio show. And when we come back, Vivian, I would like you to share your thoughts in this area. You know, there are so many nonprofit organizations, deserving and worthy organizations here in Orange County. I saw an article in this weekend's newspaper that recent published report had it near 4,000 different nonprofits serving need here in Orange County alone. But I'm wondering if you could share with our audience from your perspective, what are the best ways to judge a charity? And so, ladies and gentlemen, Vivian's going to give you back to answer that question and a few more that we've prepared for today's interview here on a nonprofit show. But first, we're going to spend a few minutes with our sponsors. Okay. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikas Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. 
It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, welcome back to Critical Mass Nonprofit Show. Vivian Klicek is our guest. And Vivian, before the break, we said we're going to ask you to share a little bit about your, with your experience, how someone might be able to judge a charity. They say that people give to causes and they give to people. So one of the best ways of choosing what you want to work for is who your friends are supporting, a cause that you believe in, but knowing the people that are part of it. Ask questions. Ask if you can visit one of the programs. Speak to the director. Ask your friends if they know anybody on the board. Make it as personal and as connected as possible. The other thing you want to know is what are the outcomes. We are very proud of the fact that we've done long-term research, that we have long-term outcomes, but any well-run nonprofit has short-term outcomes they can report to you, and that's very, very important to have short-term outcomes as well as as long-term outcomes. One of the things we hear is that the nonprofits shouldn't have much overhead, but we need to be careful what we define as overhead. Any good organization needs successful administration, need to be able to have good financial reports, need to be audited, and you need to hire people to do this. So don't just say, oh, you have too much overhead. Ask what is the administrative structure of this organization? How do you justify your costs? What is the audit? understand the business nature of the organization. So understand the mission, know the people, see the outcomes, and understand the business nature. I guess, Vivian, I need to ask about the efficiency of the dollars donated. You know, you said this topic of overhead, and and I know that it is one that is um, a, a challenge for nonprofits to make sure that as much of the money is going to direct services, but you're right, you do need a professionally run organization as well. Do you have a sense for what is a range of a percentage that might be acceptable given the size of a nonprofit that you know that makes its way through to actually delivering services? Or is that an yeah. unfair question? Well that's a good question. For a mature nonprofit that has a budget of uh, you know over a million dollars and is serving a lot of people and is a reputable group with the history, we look at about twenty, twenty one, nineteen percent overhead. And by overhead I mean not just what you pay for paper. I mean what it takes to run an organization. I had an experience. I was at a store, and the clerk asked the woman if she would donate some money to the blind children's program. And she said, well, I might not do that because it might go for overhead. And I said to her, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, they call me overhead, but let me tell you what I do. I build support in the community. I tell the story. I support the mission. I encourage the clients. I support the staff, and she said, well, that's not really overhead. That's basic, isn't it? So I think we need to be very careful by what we mean by overhead. Of course, we need strong staff who can make our program as efficient as possible, but we never waste money. We don't spend extra money on running events. Nobody gets a free lunch, you know, that kind of thing. There is no money wasted. All money goes to making the program work for the people. So help us then to, you know, talk. I mean, do you think that donors should look at 
low administrative cost when considering a, a nonprofit, or should they look at the the mission being served, the size of the organization? You know, you said a a million dollar mark, and I'm just wondering of the thousands of nonprofits that are operating here in Orange County, I wonder what percentage of them have an operating budget um, that's around a, a million dollars. Do, do you know? Is that is that you information know, that's available? That's a good question. I've seen studies of it a lot. There are a lot of little tiny organizations, what we call mom and pop or mom organizations. I mean, my first year, I had the trunk of my car in my office. I had no staff. I wrote the annual report. I typed it. And in those days, we Xeroxed. So I Xeroxed it, and I collated it and stapled it together. Now I do the things that require my judgment, my knowledge, my skills as both a therapist and a leader, and somebody else puts the annual report on the computer. So a larger organization is able to use its leaders most effectively. A smaller organization, you do everything. So you can't really compare the tiny, tiny nonprofits with one or two staff, nor you can, can you compare most of the social service staff programs to these huge ones like the University of California and Children's Hospital. Those are nonprofits, but they in no way relate to those of us that are in the middle and especially in the social service agencies because most of us are relatively small. Okay, final question for today, and I appreciate you taking time out of a busy schedule to be a part of our radio program. In your experience, are there any particular red flags that a person who's getting interested in supporting a a nonprofit should be looking out for when they're reviewing the nonprofit's information? Yes. If the staff aren't willing to sit down and talk to you, for example, we can't invite everybody to see our program because it's an emergency shelter that is confidential. But the staff should be willing to sit down and talk to you. Open up the book. Everybody, you know, small organizations can't afford an audit, but they don't have a lot of money. But every large organization should have an audit that you can see. And ask people in the community can I talk to a board member? What is the reputation? Uh, red flags are big organizations that don't have an audit. That would bother me. I'm sorry, what was that last point? A red flag would be a big organization that doesn't have an audit. I'd want to know why is that. Yeah, I mean, that's those are sort of parallels with a for-profit organization, you know, that maybe you're looking to invest in or purchase. You know, you need to make sure that there's been independent review of the financials and that you can actually understand where the flow of money is going. So that's a many in our audience are CEOs and business owners and mid-market companies. I, I think they can very much understand, you know, your final point. Well, I, I know that you've got a busy day ahead of you, and I do appreciate you carving out time to be on our nonprofit show. If someone would like to learn more about your specific organization, Human Options, how do they find you online, Vivian? We're humanoptions.org, and I would love to talk to anybody because part of my job really is being what was called a walking billboard, telling the story again and again. You do a great job of that, and it's a wonderful organization that's quite well-known here in the county and largely due to your efforts, your board, and the members of your engaged community. So thank you for giving us your time today, and thanks for supporting the com critical mass community. Thank you so much. Bye, Vivian. Bye. We're going to take our next break here on Critical Mass, our nonprofit show. We do have our second guest, and she will be joining us shortly here on the program. Uh, maybe um, Mamie Mayhort will be our guest, and uh, we'll be back after we spend a few minutes with our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? 
You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Succession-Strategies.com Succession planning for your family's continued success. Do you want a free analysis of your inbound marketing? Do you want it in 30 seconds or less? Then check out Marketing Grader, the free marketing tool from HubSpot. It's simple. Just go to marketinggrader.com, enter the URL that you want to analyze, and Marketing Grader will instantly give you a detailed report grading your lead generation, mobile marketing, social media, competitive benchmarking, and more. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's free. Marketing Grader. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikas Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. Welcome back to Critical Mass Nonprofit Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and it's good to have you with our early versions of the Critical Mass Nonprofit Show. The reason why I started doing this show after four years of doing my show on Tuesdays and three years 
of doing two years, I guess, of doing my other show, which is the national show, which you can hear on Thursdays at 3 p.m., um, is I believe there are many worthy nonprofit organizations here in Orange County, as well as other places around the country and certainly Southern California, that are delivering much-needed services to the community, having a difficult time getting the awareness of a larger and larger segment of the community. You know, as a part of a, you may not realize, you probably do, but as a part of this great recession that we're living through, the people in need for so many different organizations um, has increased dramatically. And so on one side of the ledger, um, the nonprofits are seeing significantly increased demand, while on the other side of the ledger, uh, in many cases, they're seeing diminished funding, especially if they've been relying on a part of their budget from the state or the county. Those funds have been under extreme pressure. Their donor communities are also under you know, financial pressure from the recession. And so it's really a vice for them these past few years where they've seen significantly increasing demand while being forced to or challenged to deliver their services with less and less resources available to them. that as we continue to expand this version of the critical mass radio show series focused on nonprofits we can do a small part in raising awareness to some of just you know we can only get to a couple every month but we're going to do our best to feature worthy organizations and have a thoughtful conversation with either the executive director founder as we just did with Vivian for human options, a member of the organization, as we're going to do here in a minute with Mamie, uh, of Homefront America Incorporated, and others that we are now setting up. So if you're listening to this program either live or as a podcast and you're thinking, well, hey, I'm, you know, I volunteer for an organization or I know of a worthy nonprofit that Rick should have on the, um, on the organizations, you should, I would strongly encourage you to um, let me know. You can let us know through the radio station here. We have the community uh, chat room section. You can directly get in touch with me. You can uh, find me at my website, www.criticalmassforbusiness.com, and my contact information is there. Send me an email. Reach out to me. I would be, I'm very interested in scheduling and finding um, guests for this program. We are, the, the, the slots are filling up. But we have a whole year's worth of uh, shows to do and um, looking to do this every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on uh, octalkradio.net. The, the next organization we're going to be featuring when Mamie joins the, the show is Homefront America Incorporated. They came to my attention um, through my professional network, um, uh, a friend of mine who was talking to me about business, etc., and we started talking about the organizations that he is supporting and he mentioned Homefront America and as he explained more about what they do um, the more I thought wow what a great organization you know they are a 501c3 really focused on military family outreach and support organization was founded you know recently July of 2005 and there uh, were several founding members and Mamie is in fact one of the founding members and she currently is performing the role of treasurer for Homefront America. And, and um, her spouse is a former uh, Coast Guard guardsman, and she's a businesswoman, a Rotarian. She went to Chapman University. So, you know, she very well connected and, a, you know, a, a member of the Orange County business community. And 
found this organization, and their mission is to honor and hold dear those willingly defend our freedoms and to serve their families, especially the children. So we're going to be talking to her about more about the organization and sort of her passion for it. But also, they have a great event coming up in July, and uh, I want her to talk about uh, their event called Heroes Night Out. So when Mamie comes on the line, we've got a lot of things to talk about here. But if you're listening to us live or, you know, if you're listening to it on a podcast, maybe you can find Homefront America Incorporated and sort of read along with us as we have a conversation about the organization. And this is just another of the very valuable organizations that I believe need um, can be served from being on the radio program. And, uh, you know, with so many here in Orange County, I don't know what kind of a dent we can make in it, but we're going to do our best here on Critical Mass to reach out to the community. It's my understanding from our producer, Paul Roberts, that Mamie is now on the line and ready to go for the interview. So let me welcome you, Mamie, to Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. Well, thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show. So I thank you for this opportunity. Would you share with our audience a little bit about yourself? I kind of read your bio a bit off your website, but I'd also like to sort of understand as one of the founding members of your organization, Homefront America, you know, what was your inspiration? So a little bit about your background, and then why did you decide to start this organization? Well, first of all, I want your audience to know that I am a proud Chapman University alumni. Go Panther! And I attribute a large part of my success to that education. So I wanted to put that in for those uh, audience that are out there that are Chapman folks. But now a little bit about myself. Well, my background, actually, I have been in the private sector, primarily in accounting, business, and operations, and management. But before I started Homefront America, I had my own accounting business, and then prior to that, I was the CFO for an MRI medical group. So basically, you know, my entire career has been focused in on the uh, private sector with emphasis in the financial world, if you will, and uh, the number crunching and all that good stuff and managing businesses. So the so- reason I got into Homefront America really is quite simple, you know, um, I just felt like so many people out there um, that I needed to do my part to help support those who put themselves in harm's way every day to protect our, us and to preserve the freedoms that we all cherish. It really came down to one simple thing, and that was pretty much it. You know, I needed to do something to give back to those who, you know, sacrifice so much for, you know, all of us. So that's it. The mission of the organization, I did read your mission statement from your website to the audience as I was explaining a little bit about your organization and you. But I'm wondering from your perspective, if you could go a little bit deeper and talk about the mission and the passion behind Homefront America. Well, the mission itself is very, very simple. When the war first broke out, I realized that there were so many families that were being left behind at the home front as they saw their loved ones deploying, especially the children. And um, so really our mission is to be able to be an extended family to the loved ones left behind. 
and especially the little unsung heroes. And the genesis of Homefront in America started back in 2005 when I came across a uh, gentleman. He, his name is Arthur Hasselbrink, and he is, you know, my co-founder in crime, I guess I should say. He is a World War II and Korean War Navy CB. And people often ask us if we start a home front in America, it's because we have family in the military. Well, the answer is no. Um, Art is a World War II and Korean War Navy CB, and my husband was a Navy brat. And he also served in the Coast Guard. So we both really have a keen understanding of what challenges of military life is all about. And having been through deployments of my own, I really feel a connection to the families that are left behind at the home front. Um, you know, Murphy's Law always says the minute they leave, something happens at home. There are needs in the family to fulfill and whatnot. And as you and your audience know, know um, the resources for military families uh, are very uh, limited. So if we can extend a helping hands up to get them through the trying times, we want to do that. And um, especially for the little guys, these little unsung heroes, they did not sign up to serve, but they served nonetheless. And so it's our small way to do our part to help give them ease their burdens to make their lives a little bit easier. It really is nothing that is... I, I can't say, I'm, you know, the feelings are so profound or anything. It really is just comes from the heart that you see there's a need. And we saw there was a need, and we thought if we can make a difference, that's what we need to do. This is our, our, our obligation to the troops. Give them the peace of mind that they need to focus on their mission. As Art often said, you know, um, he says, you know, I'm a combat veteran. Haven't been through two wars. I know what distractions can do. He says, hey, you don't need some GI out there with distractions about his family and about what, what's going to happen with this and that. He said, like he says, distractions is as lethal as an enemy's um, bullet. He's always said that. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of the premise and why we started doing what we did. And we, so we set out to develop a, you know, year-round program that are meaningful to meet the needs of these little kids. That's, I don't know what else to say. Well, it's a, it's a great idea and a, a very um, worthy cause and probably a somewhat unmet need, especially with the length and duration of these last two current conflicts and wars that we're in. I'm wondering from your perspective as the founder and treasurer, you know, could you share with our audience a current challenge facing Homefront America and um, how it's affecting you, your organization? Well, you know, like all businesses today, Rick, you know, whether it's nonprofit or profit, we all have our set of challenges. And, you know, we're holding our own, and I attribute this to the fact that we are an all-volunteer organization, so our overhead is very low. And, of course, you know, um, we rely on those that, you know, believe in us to continue to support us. But if I have to, you know, single out a, a challenge that we face daily, if I can say, 
is that we find ourselves as a small grassroots organization that we are out there competing with the large major uh, uh, nonprofits. Uh, they all do great work, but um, you know we find that bec- um, it's hard to compete with the uh, large folks that have a fully you know a salary staff that can you know do the things that we don't always have the opportunity to do or are able to do i suppose i should say for instance we don't have grant writers or anything and you know anybody like that um basically you know i manage the day-to-day operations not of course with my background in accounting i you know i oversee the financial side of it as well as the program administration and Art is our um, military liaison, and my husband, bless his heart, uh, um, you know, he has a full-time job. He is our web designer. Quite frankly, when we first started Homefront America, we priced out website designers, and I said, honey, you're just going to have to step up uh, and do this. So what you're looking at on our website is um, a product of my husband's uh, knowing just enough to be dangerous type of thing. But, you know, it has worked for us, and um, that's how we have, you know, been able to, you know, run the organization, and we have a great group of volunteers that are always willing and, you know, happy to do what we need them to do. So that's the advice. So if I have to tell you, say, what what the one challenge is, it would be to compete with the major co- uh, corp- uh, nonprofits because, uh, you know, uh, the reality is major corporations, you know, um, send their donations to these organizations. And like I said, they do great work, but that's just the reality. So when you're the small person, you know, you know, kid in the block, you kind of just have to do what, be- you know, you can do best. But we're not complaining. We're we're doing you know what we set out to do, and our hope is that as time goes on, people more know hear and know more about us, and perhaps someday we can do this all the things we want to do. So, I want to thank you for that candid answer. We're going to take our next sponsorship break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to talk about your event on July 21st. Heroes Night Out. I'm going to ask you to describe the event, talk to our audience about the kind of people that should think about going, expect to see and hear. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a little bit more with Mamie today from Homefront America, but first we're going to spend a little bit of time with our sponsors. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. 
It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikas Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And now back to Rick and his guest. Welcome back to Critical Mass, the nonprofit show. This is Rick Franzi. Mamie, we said we Heroes Night Out. Could you share a little bit about this exciting event? Well, it is a very exciting event, Rick, and I hope, you know, your audience will take this opportunity to attend also. But as I mentioned earlier, our programs throughout the year are primarily focused on meeting the needs of the children. So Heroes Night Out is the one event that we do each year, and this is our second year. It's a, it's a dinner event that we put together as our way to say thank you to our troops and their, for their service and their many sacrifices. And the, um, we will have military personnel from all five branches of the military attending this event. Our keynote speaker is, uh, is Major General Melvin Spees, the Deputy Commanding General, First, uh, the, uh, First Marine Expeditionary Force, and Commanding General of the First Marine Expeditionary Brigade. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Um, the event will be held at Family Classic Cars, that's in San Juan Capistrano, um, about um, just a hop, jump, and a skip from uh, San Clemente. And the event, uh, all, uh, basically this event will offer the civilian and military community to come together for an evening of warm camaraderie, great food and entertainment. Plus, we will ha our guests will guests will have the opportunity to win some wonderful opportunity drawing prizes, including um, we're also including a one week stay at a private two bedroom con ocean view condo in Honolulu, and round trip airfare ticket provided by American Airlines. And then prior to the event, we're you know um, we're going to offer our guests the yeah, opportunity to view upfront and personal an exquisite collection of vintage, classic, and muscle cars valued at $10 million. 
So um, it, it should be a really, really nice evening. And, you know, the purpose of this uh, um, dinner, like I said, is really our way of giving the uh, our heroes a night out to enjoy themselves with their spouses and whatnot. And, you know, um, part of the, and of course, you know, uh, the proceeds will go to fund our uh, programs for the, their kids. So really it's a win-win. We give the uh, uh, moms and dads a night out uh, that they can enjoy, and then, you know, the proceeds going to fund their kids' programs. And last year we did the event, and it was sold out to our surprise. And one thing, Rick, that really touched me that we knew we had to do it again. By the end of the night, everybody said they had such a good time, we had to do this again. But the one thing that sticks to my mind is have the spouses coming up to me and saying, Mamie, we haven't been out for the last three years. Oh, it's been, you know, uh, eight years since we had our, you know, uh, uh, last child that we've been out, and then and so on and so forth. And I thought, wow, all we did was invite you to dinner. And I, you know, I'll speak for myself. You know, my husband and I have that luxury to enjoy a night out here and now. But to say that they've never, they have not had that opportunity because number one, of limited resources. Number two, you know. Um, because of limited resources, they can't afford to go out to dinner or movie and then ha- also have, you know, babysitting. So it really drove home the need to give these guys a respite, time for themselves to regroup and rejoin each other. So, you know, we were committed when we left the uh, event last year that, okay, guys, we need to do it again. And so here we are. Um, again, and we're really happy to do it. And like I said last year, the event was sold out, and we expect to sell out again this year. So I would really encourage your audience to, who have not, you know, if they have not purchased purchased their tickets on uh, online, or looked at our information, to please do so. We love to have them, um, and I and I believe that they will really enjoy to have a personal conversation, to speak with the Marines, the sailors, the soldiers, the airmen, and the Coasties that are going to be at this event. So all five branches will be um, represented, and so um, we're looking forward to it. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on right now, but they're all good, so... How many people do you think will be at the event? Well, we are already at 150 and counting. So, and you know, we still have what uh, a month to go. And you know, human nature, Rick. You know, people tend to go, "Oh no, here we are." And the where um, tickets are thirty dollars. And honestly, Rick, I don't think you can find something like. That. I I think you will agree that thirty dollars for an event like this is very very you know reasonable and you know and i i will tell you that a lot of my colleagues and especially those that are in the nonprofit, say maybe you need to this event is going can go for a lot more i said you know you're absolutely right but rick the reason we priced it at 30 is because we wanted to give everybody the opportunity to enjoy a unique experience 
we want it, and especially in these challenging times, we want it to be able to say, hey, this is for the everyday person. You don't need to worry about, you know, um, you know, digging deep into your pockets to enjoy an evening. Right, and that, Pardon me? I said that's great, and Heroes Night Out sounds like it's a wonderful event. Again, it's July 21st, and if someone who's listening now or maybe as a podcast in the future said, you know, it's not July 21st yet, I think I want to go, let me see if tickets are still available, how do they go online? Where do they go to find information on this event, Mamie? Okay, they can go on our website at www.homefrontamerica.org, or they can always contact us at our office at 949-248-9468. And we are also on Facebook, so there's a number of ways to get a hold of us, and we'd love to hear from your audience in any way they feel would work best for them. So let's talk about the future. It's my final question for you today here on sure. Critical Mass Nonprofit Show. You know, explain how your your organization is growing and changing. You know, what's the future? I'm sure there's the the need to fulfill at this point. So just talk to our audience a little bit about how you see Homefront America growing in the future. Well, you know, we have really our core programs that are in place. We do our scholarship each year. We do Easter for the families, backpack. We're into our backpack program now. Then we have Thanksgiving and Christmas. And our our philosophy here, uh, Rick, is not um, to say that we want to run programs just to run programs. We're really firm believers in delivering quality programs by enhancing our existing programs. For example, we would love to be able to include a turkey certificate with our Thanksgiving dinner fixings that we uh, give to the families. Last year, we, you know, gave uh, put together 200 uh, uh, bags of groceries for the families. But what we're lacking is the ability to fund the turkey certificate with it as well. So our hope is someday to be able to enhance that. And then we have our, like I mentioned to you about backpack program, we call that our Pack for Success program, where we select specific grade-appropriate school supplies for each registered child. Because our premise is we don't want Johnny, the senior, to open his pink backpack with crayons in it. So we really get to the nits and grits to know our families and the constituents we're serving. And our hope is to be able to someday include a new outfit for the children with their new backpacks when they return to school in the fall. So um, um, so that's what we're looking to do for our long-term goal, uh, Rick, is to be able to have the resource that's necessary to enhance the program, we're, um, not only to increase our outreach but to enhance them. So we can have a, deliver a complete package, if you will. So there are little bits of uh, things that we, we're always looking for ways to improve ourselves because I'm a firm believer in that. And I always tell myself that you have to surround yourself with people smarter than yourself, Mamie. You know, you need to be the dumbest in the group so that everybody around you is you're going to learn from them and you know and i believe i you know that's the uh, we have set out to do that and we will always continue to do that we're just always looking for ways to improve it's a wonderful organization i'm so glad that you were able to be with us here today on the program thank you for what you're doing for these families and, and for our military women and men 
uh, and especially the children. It sounds great. I hope that Heroes Night Out is a tremendous success again this year for your organization and look forward to having you back on our program at some point in the future, Mamie. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you, Rick, and I thank you again um, for allowing me to be on your show. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our second and final guest today on our version of Critical Mass, and this show will be available to be rebroadcast via our podcasting service uh, shortly. So if you want to tell friends about this organization or about the conversation I had earlier with Vivian, you'll be able to do that in a couple of days when it's available off of our website at criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, this is Rick Franzi saying I hope that all of your decisions moves your organization in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the new nonprofit show, only on octalkradio.net.